Hi, this is Nathan. Welcome to the WADFAM Pod, where humor, analysis, and discovery are just around the corner. Are you ready? Come on, let's go for another episode of the WADFAM Pod. Hello and welcome to the WADFAM Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, we're here this week talking about episode 703 of Adventures in Odyssey, entitled The Labyrinth, Part 1. Perhaps in reference to the Greek labyrinth. Or pans. We don't know. I mean, I guess we don't. It could just be a labyrinth. I think it, I think personally, I think it's in reference to the Green Ring conspiracy in which they say, "Are you going to get lost, lost in this labyrinth of lies?" And then they that's say my Mr. Whitaker in... apparently now. Yeah, that's a good Mr. Whitaker. And then they say that again this episode, don't they? They uh, they, they they have a riff on it. Yeah, but yeah, we'll get into it. It's the uh, it's the first episode mm-hmm. off of um, the Deep End, which mm-hmm. is album fifty five. Um. It is written by McCusker and Hubler, mm-hmm. um, with uh, the direction being McCusker. It is the first episode post-album 50 that Hubler has a credit on. No wonder it's so good. Is it, How many, like, has he increased his, his writing on the show since? I believe so, yeah. I think he's done considerably more in recent years than he had to it than he had at uh at uh the point of this oh wow but yeah he's uh it's like one of the core guys now yeah ah uh, he wrote the uh, sacrificial escape as previously covered on the show uh-huh yep it, proof that even our heroes don't have to do all things right that's true although the secret of the writer's ruse was one that we didn't hate no no, no i actually like that one quite a bit yeah this is the problem, was we think so poorly about Maury, but remember how optimistic I was? We were so optimistic, especially with the first episode. Parker for president was amazing. Yeah, too bad it didn't lead to anything. Nope, except for the new album that's coming out now that will surely just drag on this horrible plot line. Yep. I... Is it killing the show? No. Do you think sh- that Maury can no, kill I think, the show? No, I think people. I think people are generally either positive or don't care. That's fair. And I think the people that don't like it still listen, which means that Focus still gets their money and everything. Yeah, they've taken the all press is good press approach. On a personal note, the Off the Deep End, or just the Deep End album, was the last one that I listened to as it came out. Well, at least the one that I cared about. And boy, you know, this is a great album. This has the Sergeant York three-parter on it as well, um, which is really, really good. Some, yeah, some really top-notch, old-school-style Odyssey, but in the the new era format. Interesting. See, this is the last three episodes of odyssey i listened to Mm -hmm. i did not listen to the whole album wow i listened to the labyrinth parts one two and three as they were airing and then i never came back to odyssey until we started the show 
Wow. So yep. was there a big, like, were you upset at the ending of the labyrinth? That, no. Or you just didn't? You just no, I just wasn't was a like priority. in a different place in my life. I was. You were in high school. <laughs> right. I was going to say, this was like finishing up my eighth grade year. Yeah. Of, of school. I think, I think I re-listened to Novacom that summer. Mm-hmm. But this was the last new episode I listened to, or like this three-parter mm-hmm. was where I bowed out. And so even my recollection of this three-parter is rough because I only heard them the once. So yeah, it, this episode originally aired March 3rd, mm-hmm. uh, 2012, um, as which is like three months after Childish Things aired, which mm-hmm. is literally the previous episode chronologically and the last one we covered. Okay. You know, I think that Odyssey should really just broaden their age range and go, like, 8 to 14 instead of 8 to 12. Or even, we could go 6 to 14, I yeah, feel I mean, like. Yeah, I was... You can... There's a lot of Odyssey. Nearly 14 listening to this. Yeah, exactly. And I was, I think, 13. I mean, I listened to more Adventures in Odyssey in high school than you did, I think. But that was just me uh, drumming the depths of old comfort things to, you know, ease the woes of adolescence. That was before I discovered nicotine addiction. Ah, yes. (laughs) A way better way to ease the woes of adolescence. (laughs) Just stunt your growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And give yourself cancer. It's a twofer. Very cheap, but not cheap at all. Very expensive. Yeah. So the, um, yeah, we uh, unsurprisingly have all, well, one, we've got a ton of cast in this episode. Mm-hmm. And two, we've got a ton of context from the official guide. Oh, beautiful. And so I'm going to try to spread this out over the three-parter because otherwise we're just... Yeah, just gonna be just reading a book <laughs> into a hole. Yeah, so the yeah, so the thing, so the things I want to address one, just let's just run down through the cast. Okay, we've got Georgia Dolance as Sue. Mm-hmm. Um, this is her first episode in Odyssey. She has returned since then. Um, she is. Uh, done like a handful of on-screen roles um but no characters of note just like she's been in an episode of criminal minds and an episode of wizards of waverly place so you know there's that Hmm. um we also we then have um christy Wu as agent florin i misspelled that in my notes (laughs) um notably uh chow on on buffy the vampire slayer okay yeah, and then uh, this this one's notable for Andrew, but she uh, voiced a character called Lie on Legend of Korra. Yeah, yeah, a incredible character. She's the sequel to Sparky Sparky Boom Man from the original uh, Avatar. You know, uh, if you know what I'm talking about, that joke's hilarious. If you don't, Sparky Sparky Boom Man's a funny name. Um, but yeah, very excited to see her in Odyssey and playing Florin. I did not did not recognize it. There you go. She doesn't talk a lot in Avatar. Okay. Also, also voiced a character called Windblade on the current or the most recent Transformers iteration. Ah. Um, her partner in crime, uh, Agent Billings, is voiced by uh, Simon Cassianades. He is uh, 
famously, I, I guess uh, he, he's just he just plays a lot of spies or is in a lot of spy stuff. He was uh, he played a character called Yusuf in the Quantum of Solace. Um, one of the more recent Bond movies. He was also in a 2006 series called MI5. Oh. Um, And had a large recurring role as uh, Sunil Bakshi on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. And then recently appeared in an episode of The Mandalorian. As who? A character called Axe Woves. Yeah, I don't know what that is. He was in the episode Chapter 11. That's helpful. I think that's the third episode of season two, if I remember yeah. how they do numbering in The Mandalorian. Yeah, eight episodes per season. So. Anyways. Yeah, he's, I he's, believe He's it. in a Mandalorian episode. Probably that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of The Disney connection. crossover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, because there's other Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. people there. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, we also have Darren Richardson. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren Richardson is voicing Reggie Fingers. What a horrible name. <laughs> Such a great character. Um, he doesn't have anything huge. Uh, he's provided additional voices on the Castlevania series that people seem to really like. Hmm. Um, and he was also in an episode of Lost and also the movie Velvet Buzzsaw. What an interesting catalog. <laughs> and an episode of This Is Us, apparently. So, he's just, you know, done some, some random his, one-offs. His but, fingers you know, in a lot of pots, huh? Yeah. And then we've got uh, J.B. Blanc as Mycroft Thug, best joke of the episode. Um, he was previously in uh, Passages um, on Odyssey and has been in a ton of stuff, including notably um, played Dr. Barry Goodman, on both Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. Whoa. Yep. Whoa. He was... Mycroft Thug. He played uh, Batir, the, uh, um, who's like the one of the main thug dudes in the TV show Barry, which I really That's love. That's a great show, yeah. Great show. He also did additional voices on Castlevania, which I just think is funny <laughs> to point out. But, like, the man has is one of those, like, 300-some IMDb credits has appeared in a little bit of everything. Um, a lot of just like small voiceover po- parts. But then, yeah, occasionally uh, shows up on on-screen stuff in like recurring prestige television. So, you know. Good for him. He's winning. Yeah. He knows how to pick them, that's for sure. Very clearly. Um, and then we, uh, we also, so this episode features the return of of Anne and Dale Jacobs. Yay! Um, Dale, of course, voiced by none other than Phil Lawler. <laughs> yep. And uh, Milby Barron voices Anne Jacobs. Um, she is, these are the only episodes she's been in of Odyssey, and this is the only time she has voiced Anne Jacobs. Um, though, she did voice a character called Aubrey, or she did play a character called Aubrey Jacobs on Criminal Minds. Interesting. Funny crossover. I think it would be... Uh, I'm, I don't want to say better for the show, but more interesting for the show if uh, Phil Lawler had his actual wife play Anne Jacobs. I think that would be interesting. <laughs> but, That's um, funny. But yeah, if 
Dale Jacobs has not been in, has not been on screen since like episode 420 or something. And Anne hasn't been in since episode like 200. Jeez. So it's been like 500 episodes since they've had Anne Jacobs voicing a part. Yeah, she started, uh, she started her own like eBay business out of her garage. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, it's very the, occupied. and we can get into more of this as we go on, but Anne and Dale were a very late rewrite to the script. Mm-hmm. Um, this was supposed to be Jack and Joanne, but Aww. there was a scheduling conflict. Aww. I so. wish it could have been Jack and Joanne. Yep. Anyways, so that's, uh, yeah. Because this would have been their last episode, presumably. No, they they do, they do a... A comeback? Yep. Okay, cool. They do still make, like, a final appearance in New Odyssey. Um, but, but yeah, uh, Alan Young um, was, was ill during the time of this recording, mm-hmm. uh, per the official guide. Um, mm. And so they, yeah, they, they wrote in um, the Jacobs basically because uh, no one remembered what Anne sounded like. And yeah. Phil Waller is always available. It's true. He is. Uh, he's on already on payroll, thankfully. Um, yeah. Wow. I'm now. I'm just thinking about the episode and everything that Jack. Uh, I'm sorry. Goodness. That Dale does. Um, and imagining Jack doing it. And um, I'm wistfully, you know, mourning, mourning the loss mm-hmm. of what could have been. My my head canon is that in that original script, rather than. Um, Rather than having uh, Sue do an American accent, Jack got to pull out his Scottish accent. Oh, <laughs> that would have been perfect. That's 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 my head cannon on the uh, on the original. Script you know, today. Scottish father with the English daughter. Yeah, sure, makes perfect yeah, sense. Or maybe 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 an English accent. I mean, it would sound like, mostly Scottish though. Yeah. <laughs> break, you know, Alan Young gets to break out his Donovan. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, and then our only other, uh, person to address is we do have Keith Ferguson here again. We've talked about him a couple times recently because he's Ted Humphreys Mm -hmm. and played Professor Bruce. Um, and in this episode he is Agent McIntosh and, or no, Inspector McIntosh and, Detective uh, McIntosh. Detective seems wrong. I mean, it's British. I'm pretty sure he's Inspector. Yeah, yeah, that, that feels correct. Inspector McIntosh and Constable Simon Pratt. Get your crap together, Wiki. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this what's is really truly yeah. egregious. Uh huh. Um, On the lighter note, please update our pages so that we have current episodes of the podcast listed while we're make, uh, filing a formal complaint. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's how you get stuff changed, right? You just talk about it on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what I've been doing with politics, and hasn't stuff been going so well? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're to blame. Yeah, um, I always am. <laughs> with all of that context out of the way, and don't worry, there will be more over the next few uh, over the next few episodes, folks. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and roll the promo on this one. Hot dog. On the next adventure in Odyssey. Jason is on a mission to London. What can I do for you? Well, I thought maybe we should have a little chat about our mutual friend. Mr. Grubbs. But his mission takes a dangerous turn. Jason Whitaker has deceived the lot of us. The sooner we capture him, the better. Join Jason as he navigates the labyrinth next time on Adventures in Odyssey.
That's a good one. I mean, it gets you excited for the episode, I guess. I feel like it's, I'm more excited just because I've seen it. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. Because, you know. No, yeah. I, this is... And my big thought about this is, like, this is the closest thing I can think of to something that sounds like Novacom and feels like Novacom since Novacom. Um, and also feeling so spoiled that we got, like, two albums worth of that level of action and drama and pacing, um, and we only got a three-parter <laughs> out of this one. Yeah, no, that that's fair. This is, yeah, it's fun. We get, like, an, an overseas spy episode again. Yeah. Which, do, really it cool. feels very, um, named out a number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, which I love. We it's do. A, it's, a, it's a nice Friend nice of the return. podcast, named out a number. I mean, truly. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we even start out, like, the episode with some spy music again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, not to, you know, beat a dead horse, but it does kind of sound like Novacom-era-esque. Not, not full, like, really aggressive electric guitars, but no. it's definitely playing on similar motifs. Yeah, it's it's spy time. Spy time. <laughs> spy time with Jason. Yeah, the part of the show where Jason comes out and does some spy stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here for it. In, in this instance, uh, we've got a collaboration between him the interpol mm-hmm. and mi5 mm-hmm. um in which he is going undercover um as the grinder yeah yeah and they bring up how weird of a name they that make is. fun of the name every time it's stated yep which is such aggressive lampshading. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Where it's like, we just decided to make a notably terrible name and then just make fun of it. Yep, yep, that's the answer. And also, I feel like they they still don't really make fun of it enough for how bad it is. Yeah, well, and I don't. Like, so do, do When you, you grind your teeth. <laughs> well, do, do you get the joke Jason makes? Because no. I have no idea. So the, so Fingers is like, what kind of a name is that? You know, and, and does the whole like, yeah, you grind your teeth, your nails, other people. And he's like, and Jason says, I used to have a dancing monkey in the street. Grinder. Grinder. Yeah. Get it? Yeah, I don't get that. I, I don't either. Uh, Write at us. Yeah, please, please. If you get the joke, please. please. Let us know if this is a thing that makes sense. I presumed it was a deep cut Twin Peaks reference I didn't understand, but if you didn't get that, then it's probably not that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, there a, is there a dancing monkey named Grinder in Twin Peaks? You I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a special name. So the episode opens up with Agent Billings and Agent Florin. Um, they're in a van. They're basically, you know, just a very expositional dialogue setting up the situation where uh, all of these intelligence agencies are working together to try and get Groat. The Americans um, and the British and somebody else. There's a third party, right? Who am I missing? Is it like world security? What? The Americans and British Interpol. Oh, Interpol. Yeah. Just European in general. Okay. That's what that is. Yes. Um, and they're also, so they're setting up outside of uh, Reggie Finger's Fish and Chips, and they, they explain that that's a, you know, a long-time family um, business where they 
apparently give sell very good fish and chips which and also launder money yep and yep, run definitely. a crime syndicate yep we got a los pollos hermanos situation for all those breaking bad fans out mm-hmm. there and uh yeah actually the los pollos hermanos crossover in this episode is pretty strong <laughs> well i mean we do have we the, do have a breaking frigid... bad cast member yeah on on the episode so <laughs> yeah. you never know um we have these two agents billings mm. is seemingly has been working with you know uh, uh jason for a long time mm-hmm. florin's new mm-hmm. she's replacing his other partner mm-hmm. who um who is out of the picture mm-hmm. um for reasons unclear but alluded to yes but alluded to and um hi so okay uh billings haha bill florin also a form of currency Mm -hmm. the other agent they mention is currency as well uh the official guide actually has an entry on this mentioning that the agents oh i guess that's throughout the series are billings florin farthing and shilling Mm. also maybe sue is 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 a bit of a money joke i'm not entirely sure Um, no short for sewer rat (laughs) Well, there is that as well. Then it should be pronounced so. As uh, so, J- Jason goes in to. Oh, so sorry. Rewinding. So Florin and Billings are sitting in this van, mm-hmm. watching this all go down. Mm-hmm. And Billings has the relationship with Jason, mm-hmm. and Florin is like, I, I think he might be in on this. Yeah, like he's been working, you know, Groat for so long and hasn't been. Like, hasn't caught him, nor has he been caught. Which, in my mind, immediately triggered some, um... What's the... No, yeah. What's the name of the agent with the Mori stuff that turned out to be bad? You know what I'm talking about? When the flooding in the... At the at oh, Mato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That gave me some some real. Oh, you think vibes. you think that the that the thing here is that she's in on it, yeah. but she's pointing out to Jay that yeah. Jason's in on it to try and take the pressure off herself. Interesting. I just thought of her as or like that young, over eager, you know, agent. Well, what can you say? Odyssey is breaking my trust. <laughs> Fair enough. One episode at a time, as long as it involves Maury. <laughs> Fair enough um so yeah they uh so jason's jason's in there um trying to you know talking talking to fingers in his in his uh mobster voice mm-hmm. as the grinder which uh i'm not entirely convinced isn't a member of the magic mike cast <laughs> yeah no i mean that that's fair he's either that or he's a dating app we'll yep. never know yep <laughs> or an apparatus used to blend spices <laughs> i mean there's sure yeah, sure. there's, there's many, many uses. Yeah. So, yeah, Jason's, Jason's walking in, and mm-hmm. he goes and has a conversation with uh, Fingers mm-hmm. under his uh, grinder persona, mm-hmm. um, who sounds exactly like his... I guess he's a little less gravelly than the stiletto. The stiletto sounds like he's smoked maybe, like, a pack a day more than the grinder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and the grinder is a gentleman's like four cigarettes a day. I think. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah. He's mo- he started mostly socially, yeah. um, and so, so fingers is yeah does this whole thing where he's like where he's like so you know, um, 
we've got, like, Groot is surprised to see you here without, you know, him knowing about it first. And mm-hmm. Jason's like, well, if you would have asked, you know, I would have told, told him. him. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's this whole thing where he's like, well, well, um, because you're here, I know that there are agents following you. And so my guys are going to go out there to that van. Mm-hmm. Oh, but before all this happens... I forgot to mention, Jason's packing heat. Yep. For, I think, the first time ever. He says it's a sign of respect, but yeah, Jason does have a gun. I mean, it's immediately taken from him. Yes. Yeah. And it would be, like, weird if a gangster didn't show up with a gun, I guess. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And maybe it's a water gun. But. Still can strike a lot of fear into the hearts of others. <laughs> yeah. And and so, yeah, his hat, his trench coat, and his gun are taken immediately. His mm-hmm. cell phone's in the trench coat pocket, Naturally. so he loses that as well. Um, but this will surely not be a problem, but yeah. And so fingers is like, you know, I'm going to send someone down there to uh, Mm -hmm. pay a visit to our friends in the van. Mm -hmm. Um, and then is, and then is like, and, uh, and in the meantime, I've got the, uh, you know, I, I, I've got Billings, agent Billings's daughter. I've Mm -hmm. told him enough times to like, you know, get out of here Mm -hmm. and he's still up in my business. So, so we grabbed to be at dance lessons, Yep, but she's not at dance lessons. Nope. She's in a fridge. (laughs) She's in a fridge. Um, which, you know, we love fridging women in. Yeah. It's a great idea. (laughs) That's totally not problematic at all. Yeah. That's the best trope, but Mm -hmm. she's not, she's not. She's not metaphorically in a fridge. She's literally in a fridge. Yes. So yes. I guess that makes it better. Um, it's filled with frozen fish. It can't be that great. I mean, but she's but at least she's not dead. Um, True. Which is the metaphorical fridge. Um, so, <laughs> so they, um, yeah. So and they wind up putting a fun spin on this in a moment when we meet Sue. Mm-hmm. And so, but Jason's all like, "That's not normally your style." And he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, no, no, no." But Mr. Grote, you know, kind of insisted, and so I'm yeah. playing along with it. And I was like, "Oh, okay. We got to establish our villains have like morals as well." Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks, focus. I appreciate this level of nuance. It was unexpected. Um, and so, yeah, basically, Jason and and the girl are both supposed to well, the grinder and the girl are both. Um, are supposed to meet Groat. They're, you know, getting shipped over to meet him. Yep. And then we cut to um, the van with the gentleman who was sent out to pay his respects Mm -hmm. uh, to Billings and Florin, and he uh, has Jason's trench coat and hat on, so it looks like him in the camera, and he basically knocks on the door, busts open, sprays a bunch of chemicals, Presumably, oh, it's later revealed to be an anesthetic um, that knocks them unconscious. Yeah. And we we jump back in and uh, Jason's at the fridge with <laughs> Sue and mm-hmm. uh, and Mycroft. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asks the girl's name. Mycroft re- responds, thug. Yep. He go, he's like, no, no, I was asking her name. She's like, oh, it's Sue. And then he starts to like, I love even like i just i love his gentle voice that he does he's mm-hmm. really good and then he's just like wait wait wait, wait. rewind do you say your name is thug, thug? yeah and he's like yeah yeah with two g's yeah isn't it great and he's like glowing with the fact that he's a thug named yeah. thug and it's, it's it's really funny it's like having a doctor named well doctor <laughs> yep. yeah it's really it's yeah. really good yep and uh and then 
Jason's like, well, you know, Sue, we're, we're playing a game here. We're playing a prank on your dad. Um, and I'm going to have to, uh, have to knock out uh thug real quick. And then just like one punch drops him. Yep. Just clean clocks him right mm-hmm. in the, gotta be like the side of the head. Right. Yep. Maybe. And then he know. just, he just completely, um, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he warms up to her and then fingers walks in and is like, dude, I saw all that on camera. I didn't expect you to be this dumb. Grote was like, if we put a girl in jeopardy, you know, Jason will surely come out of out of disguise. Yeah. But uh, but I didn't you know, I didn't think it would be that easy. I figured you'd be a better agent than that. And I fully agree. Yeah, no, it's a really I mean, he definitely abandoned ship quite fast yeah. and uh, in a way that is not. Not very skilled. Maybe you should retire. I don't know. Tasha, where's your mans? <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Tasha would never. Exactly. Um, that's that new shirt. Tasha would never. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> but, like that, that's the thing that, about Tasha. She would, like, care about this child just as much, mm-hmm. but also still continue to be a good agent while doing so. Not jeopardize the mission. She would maximize the presence of Sue and, like, get her to... She would realize that Sue was playing along and probably, like, double, you know, Tyrion Lannister, like, whatever they're paying you, I'll pay you triple that, and uh, get her to work for him and, and flip the whole thing on its head. But that would have only yeah. been a two-part right, episode. Right, right, so. she would have she would have done her research and been like, ah, oh, Billings doesn't have a daughter, or, like, if he did, mm-hmm. you know, it wouldn't have been this easy to take her, and she doesn't look like this, and She whatever. doesn't take dance. Right. <laughs> She's into gymnastics. Right. What I'm saying is all this could have been solved if you just put Tasha on the case. Yep. Um, and she would have awesome. chosen a better name than the, the Grinder. Yeah. It would be the, what, the Grindess. <laughs> the Grindette? <laughs> the Grinder and the Grindette. Coming soon to a theater near you. And so, yeah, he... <laughs> I feel like they tap dance. <laughs> I love so so fingers then reveals that yeah, Sue was hired by him and then he fingers says Jason's name. Mm-hmm. So like it's not only like they suspected he was an agent. They knew what agent he was, Yo, yeah. which is like why then did they go through any of this? Any of the charade? If I he don't just know. knew he was Jason, he should have just grabbed him. Like yeah, I, I don't I, get it. Yeah, I I, like I realized that they did like a little like, oh, like we're framing Jason for some of this. Mm -hmm. But like they didn't need to hire Sue if they just knew he was Jason. Yeah. So it's really weird. But as soon as he says Jason's name, Townsend Coleman drops the the grinder voice and just (laughs) plays Jason. And I love it. (laughs) <laughs> I love the the pivot there. Oh it's, yeah, it's, it's great. really great. And and what does he say? He's like, uh, "Would you believe me if I said I knew nothing about this?" Right. <laughs> or something. It, yeah, in his normal voice. Yeah, it's, it's really funny. It is. Um. Um. And yeah. And so then, fingers leaves mm-hmm. the two of them alone, which is such a good idea. And it doesn't even sound like they're in the fridge. It sounds like they're in the the room outside the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. And Sue's like, well, there's a ventilation, like there's a camera and underneath it is a is a duct that we can both fit through and so mm-hmm. they just leave. Yeah. Yeah, they just they're like, they're what, out. And of what, course What Sue did knows. Thug need to go do that he couldn't have stayed there and guarded? Uh maybe he like is also like a line cook. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, there's like, got to be a just, pretty elaborate yeah. front. <laughs> it's real weird. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they get outside. Gustavo Fring would never. <laughs> yeah. They get outside, and um, Sue's going to run off, and Jason's like, no, 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 you got to stay with me. Oh, because the whole thing is like, Sue's like, well, shouldn't I be, like, safe? Mm-hmm. You know, like, we had a deal fingers, and he's like, and, and Jason basically explains to her, like, Look, you now know too much. Yeah. They're not letting you, like, walk the streets. Which is another reason why this is a uh, unprofessional lack job here, Mr. Fingers. Like, you gotta you gotta account for liabilities beforehand and not create these situations. Yeah. Listen to Lord. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. And so, she do- then does this bit where she's she's gonna peace out again, and Jason's like, no, 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 you gotta stay. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, alright, it's gonna cost you. And she goes up to the van that was parked there and pretending to be a student reporter. Mm-hmm. And then during that conversation, some guy just comes up, lays everything out, and name drops MI5 in front of a child. Yeah, that seems a bit unrealistic. It could have just said cops or, yeah. you know, agents or something like Government officials. Or, like, Sue is a, like, she's crafty and clever Mm -hmm. and, like... She could have overheard something like that. Like, she could have totally, like, snuck up Mm -hmm. and overheard, but instead she just, like, is standing there while all of this information is just dumped. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She's like, hey, I'm with the paper. Here, let me tell you about this top secret investigation. (laughs) But, But the thing that does get established here is that, like, oh... Reggie, like, framed Jason. Yes. By, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, having his guy come up in the jacket and hat. Yeah. And spray them. Um, and yeah. so it's all, you know, very clever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the, the, that's another thing, too. They open, like, the van door and get sprayed mm-hmm. when Jason shows up with the, the hat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, they should, like, they're spies, they should have a better system than like, oh, someone's knock, wearing knock. this guy's clothes and knocking. Let's open the door for them. Yeah, clearly, in that situation, you could have, could have gone, uh, could have gone the extra mile and really saved yourself some trouble there. Yeah, have a sign. Could have been great. Will a sign help? It or will. even just don't open unless he looks in the camera. Yeah. Or a secret knock. This is an excellent opportunity for a secret knock. Yeah, it's true. Um, um, and so, oh, it's yeah. also revealed that the two people are unconscious. They're not dead. Right. Which, is, right, which right. was when listening through it, I was like, are they dead? Did they just kill those people? No. <laughs> I knew they didn't, but also, you know. You never know. Clarify. Yeah. Um, Jason borrows Sue's cell phone then after mm-hmm. she comes out and reports. And Jason's like, you had a phone this whole time? And she's like, yeah, but who was I going to call? <laughs> and this is, this is where you can clearly tell that this was a late rewrite. Mm-hmm. Because Jason calls Wit, mm-hmm. and then the next scene, with no context or setup, mm-hmm. he walks into a hotel to talk to Ann and Dale Jacobs. Yeah, just blast from the past. Nothing. Right. There's Characters no that setup. haven't <laughs> been around forever, and there is like no connection to like Wit connecting him to. The yeah. Jacobs, it's just like he just shows up at their hotel room mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we haven't seen you in forever. And I'm like, have Ann and Dale Jacobs ever interacted with, with Jason? 
Uh, not on, yeah, not on like, camera. But. Like, was, I feel like, yeah, was Dale, like, around for, like, I mean, yeah, like, there was some stuff, like, at one point, Novacom, or, like, Andromeda mm-hmm. purchased the Odyssey Times where Dale works. Yeah. So, like, maybe there was some Novacom connections, or maybe, like, when they were, like, reporting on the Israelites back, like, I'm not saying that, like, They've never seen each other before, but mm-hmm. it's just like there is so little um, here. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Like, I understand the reason it had to happen, and I think they're doing a really serviceable job. It's just like it made so much more sense when I read, like, oh, this was like a week before mm-hmm. they found out, shoot, we're not going to be able to do Jack and Joanne. And then they pivoted. Yeah. To just the people who were available. To just phone call to, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're in London on a trip because the uh, there's like some symposium about journalism. Mm-hmm. And also uh, Jason, or also uh, the Odyssey Times has been purchased by someone overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> and Anne just wants to, yeah, man, local news. It's not in good shape. That's, getting, that's relevant. Yeah, it's getting um, snatched up. And uh, and Anne's just there to sightsee. Yep, yeah, she's there to sightsee and shop. And she found the uh, their room on hotelsleuth.com, which I don't believe is a real thing. No, but is is a weird thing that they keep, like, referencing, and I'm like... Did you get a good price? Is like, this going to matter? No, no, no. It's but, honestly like, she, making they jokes talk, about like, pricing. Oh, because... she's got this huge hotel room because she like booked her hotel online. And I'm yeah. like, boy, 2012 was a different place. But also, like, then she's asking Jason how he booked his hotel. And I'm like, is all this going to matter in some way? It's not. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> I really but hope it, it's not. It would, but it would. Yeah. It's so much time spent on nothing. Yeah, well, and that that's my complaint about this, where it's just, there's so much, because of the last minute rewrite, there's so much exposition and just dumping and, you know, basically setting the scene that none of it really feels super organic or yeah. believable, which it is, is yeah. fine. You know, I and understand. I'm glad, I'm glad we get Jack and Joanne after this. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. like I, like I said, fully understand the circumstances we oh yeah were in. of course and I, is, and they did an okay job considering yeah what happened. no they, they really make it work it's just but every but now listening to it because I, re- I i found that out in between my first and second lessons and the second one was just going like oh i wish <laughs> i wish i wish this was because like jack, jack and, and joanne and jason have such a good established incredible relationship incredible chemistry and like them being overseas would be so fun because I feel like Jack and Joanne are like for it. Like they, they do a lot of international travel. Yeah, exactly. They're antique stealers. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense for them to be. And like Jack's been involved in spy stuff before. Yeah. Like he's gotten roped into these sorts of things Mm -hmm. in the past. Oh, what could have been? Yeah. What could have been? Um, but, but yeah. And so Jason's like, okay, well I need to go get, I need to get the briefcase with all my spy stuff from the hotel room. And I can't go there because I've been framed and they're going to be watching it. But I have the room next door. And so I want you, Dale, and also Sue, um, because you guys will look more convincing as a father-daughter than as two adults. Sure. Sure. Um, okay. And and, and go. Um, and so 
So they they're, maybe they're he gonna knew go that on this Sue mission. was the one that he should have been trusting because Sue is super clutch in right. this next scene. Uh, quite possibly, or, although guess, Dale Dale does okay. He does all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess and, the next scene is Florin and Billings. Yeah, uh, Florin wakes up and is just like, "It was Jason." I feel like I've got a sack of wet potatoes in my head. That's true, <laughs> and he did get lost in that labyrinth. Yes, um, he did. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Dale and Sue uh, show up at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, a de- the the inspector or detective or wh- whomever comes out to talk to them, and um, is like, "Oh, can I like come in and take take a look around?" You know, there's some. Well, he's scary from Scotland Yard. Yes, he is mm-hmm. from Scotland Yard. Good point. You make a great point. Which this is this is Macintosh mm-hmm. um, from Scotland Yard. Um, inspector Macintosh, perhaps. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he, um, sorry, one sec. Yeah, so he asks if he can come into the room with them to take a look around, kind of filling them in on the events. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a weird Andrew Lloyd Webber roast, which I don't understand. Where like yeah, he's talking she's about being nauseous from and, a play, <laughs> right? And he's like, "We just saw the new Android Lo- Andrew Lloyd Webber," and um, and yeah, and and the detective's like, "Oh, I understand entirely," which is like, <laughs> it's a funny joke. It's just like Andrew Lloyd Webber's the one you're picking on. Like he's so famous. Like, famous I, what has he done? What Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat? Okay. Jesus Christ Superstore Superstore. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Different Superstar? Jewish, another Jewish man. <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar Cats. Oh. Phantom of the Opera. Wow. Like he is one of the biggest contemporary musical writers. Yeah, man. Absolutely sick to my stomach with all of those theatrical classics. <laughs> and like yeah, and and there's there's a note on the wiki that like his play around this time was called Love Never Dies. And it wasn't I guess it was like I feel like his recent stuff hasn't been re- reviewed as well. Yeah. But it's just like it's it feels weird for writer Paul McCusker yep. to be like I am going to make a joke about like arguably the largest like writer of musicals, you know, Ever. until like Lin Manuel Miranda showed up. Yeah. Like oh yeah. This is like the guy and like we're just going to like punch at him. Yep. And, like, I, I appreciate punching up rather than punching down. It's just, like, you couldn't have felt found, like, a playwright who is, like, hacky and people make fun of. I feel like Andrew Lloyd Webber is well-regarded. Yeah, exactly. But, well, and also the fact that he makes a joke about a play director and this detective, inspector man, from Scotland Yard gets it and is like, Yes. Perfectly fine. You're good. Yes. Um, <laughs> Onward and upward. Yeah. And so they, they yeah, are go you know sue go look through the room to the bathroom. yep sue goes into the bathroom makes a lot of noise um dale blames creaky pipes which yep. is so we, we've talked about it before i think but mccusker spent a lot of time in london oh did he um i believe his wife is english but yeah oh. he, he lived over there for a long period of time so a lot of this i imagine is just like fun mm-hmm. inside jokey stuff for him mm-hmm. um so i can appreciate that yeah well at least it's legit i mean that that works for me and the uh yeah so what the the um detectives then like all right i'm gonna go out stay across the hall Mm -hmm. um you know let me know if you find anything yeah and you know dale's like all right 
like we're gonna get out of here and they like pack everything into a big suitcase including mm-hmm. sue yep. and like walk out there and he's like ah i just gotta put these val- valuables down in the hotel safe and the detective's like that seems like a lot of valuables but okay and then calls his you know guy other guy lobby. down down in the lobby um but as they're going down sue's like we should stop on the second floor um and they run down towards the back st- back stairs and that's where we end yeah well and they they get caught like they're like hey you like stop right. where you are and they they make a run they for it. it this is so much plot in this episode so mm-hmm. much setup it is really good it's I really like it. really good i yeah i mean i said at the beginning i i don't know it's it's paced like very uh aggressively like it feels like i'm watching a tv show when i was listening to it you know um i love it yeah. i'm excited for part two and part three because i have no clue how this ends yeah. i have no memory of it and that's um, i mean that's basically that's that's what i've got like i'm just yeah. like i'm excited for more let's let's bring on more i like jason i can po- poke holes in the plot because i'm doing this show but yeah. also like I don't care no. when I'm listening. No, I, I. it doesn't make me not love it. It totally, like, sucks me into the world. I'm not going, like, I'm not sitting there going, like, ah, well, this doesn't seem plausible. I'm like, yeah, who cares? Like, it's fiction. No, yeah. Well, and this is, I mean, super exciting. And, like, I love Sue as a character, and Sue and Jason's interactions are really good. Um, I'm excited to see where that goes with the rest of the episodes. Um, yeah, and also, just getting different voice actors in to play, you know, different agents and all of that. It's it's nice. And and making fun of the grinder name cuz could it could have done anything. Yep. It could have yeah. been anything else. But <laughs> they went with that. But yeah, that is that is it then. That is it for this week. Yeah. Anything anything you're hoping to plug here, Andrew? Nope. 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 Plug free. Yeah. Same here. Um and uh, next week, we're going to come back here, and we're going to talk about episode 704, The Labyrinth, part two. Bet you didn't see that one coming. Bye, guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalk Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. The Labyrinth Part 1 was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Shotgun.